Well, welcome everyone. Here we are again, and we have an amazing show today. We have two, you'll see them in a second, two very special people here, Taylor and Amy. And we have a lot to talk about. Taylor runs uh, marketing here in the United States. He's the chief marketing officer for the U.S. And Amy uh, runs uh, marketing in the international markets, uh, chief marketing officer in the international markets. But today we're going to start by talking about the liberation of Taco Tuesday. Now, those of you who didn't know that somebody actually owned the trademark for Taco Tuesday, which is kind of hard to believe. It's, I think they, they had the trademark in 1989. So somebody's owned the trademark for whatever that is, 30-some years. Well, we didn't think that was right. And so a group of people led by Taylor and Amy went to get to liberate Taco Tuesday, to share it with the world. So we're going to talk about that today, and then we're also going to talk about the Taco Bell brand. So I'd like to welcome two of my favorite people, Amy Dorini and Taylor Montgomery. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having Thanks, us, Mark. Mark. Thanks for having us. This is amazing. You know, in my prior life, I really didn't like marketing people. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was I'm I mean, a in your prior yeah. life? In my prior, no, no, I love marketing people now but i was a sales guy so sales and marketing you know a little bit of a, a little flash friction there. there uh anyway i love you guys thank you for joining today so amy uh talk a little bit about how you got here i know you worked in qsr for a, a few years and you had a really cool uh, journey to get here yeah qsr is an interesting space everyone always asks me why i've stayed in qsr for so long but on it maybe it all boils down to i just love food but really i think it's such a dynamic industry, right? I, you know, we, we'll talk to Taylor about this, I think, but uh, consumer goods, you, it takes a really long time to move. Like you can make a decision. It could take months, years to actually make the change and see results. And what I love about this industry is you can make a change and you can see results in two weeks. It's super agile and dynamic. And at the heart of it, we're all consumers of QSR, right? It's such a relatable consumer experience. Yeah. So I love that as a marketer because it's impactful and fun, right? And then we can make changes quickly. So it's addicting, actually. I think that's why I've stayed in it love for it. so long. So how long have you been at Taco Bell? At Taco Bell, two years. And in, in Yum for 10. Okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah. are you happy to be here? Of course. I okay. mean, it was the best decision. It's a very good answer, by the, the way. <laughs> the best decision. I, I'm a much better marketer for having worked oh, at Taco it. Bell. Love it. No question. All right. Let's go over to your running mate over here, Taylor. Ooh, I, oh. I am always Amy's running mate. Yeah. That's, I'm uh, glad you got that right. P&G, but that is a very um, disciplined right. learning experience about marketing. Talk about P&G a little bit. No, I think it's a great proving ground. I always say that when you start at P&G, uh, you're either going to break or you're going to come out of there as a Navy SEAL when it comes to running brands and businesses. And why? Uh, you learn the concept of ownership from day one. There's no one out there that's going to be responsible for your brand, responsible for your business results other than you. And that changes something in you, Mark, when you're put in a situation like that. You better be hungry, you better be humble, and you better learn to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, otherwise you're not gonna succeed. Um, but the great thing about P&G as a company, and shout out to any uh, for fellow proctoids that are out there. Proctoids. Proctoids. Sounds like something you need a, a lot for. of us are on the away team now. You don't like to be called a proctoid when you're actually there. Um, it just teaches you the fundamentals of what it means to be a leader and how do you use marketing and brand building as a tool to ultimately run a business. Yeah. Um, so it was an amazing experience. I loved it. It met a lot of great people. Yeah, the, what I have learned from proctoids <clears throat> is that it's not just the brand. 
it's running a business That's right. through the brand. That's exactly right. right. Marketing is a tool on how you ultimately grow a business because marketing is a discipline to understand yeah. how consumers work. Right. right. So at Taco Bell, really, I mean, we're really about two things. I guess we're about a lot of things. But we, have, we make food, but we market to our consumers. And that's the right. better job we do of marketing, the more they buy yeah, our food. So, Amy, yeah. you were on the marketing business around the world. What, yeah. What's a normal day look like for you? I... Which is probably a bad question because there's yeah. probably not a normal there day. There probably isn't a normal, especially in international now because, you know, Taco Bell never sleeps. Like, even when I'm sleeping, right. uh, Asia's still out there selling tacos. So, it's pretty dynamic. And really, my role is really interesting now because there really aren't that many Taco Bells out in the world as of today. If you look at the white space and the incredible opportunity, like our sister brand at KFC has, I don't know, like 23,000 restaurants, and we just got started with 1,000. So it's such an incredible opportunity, honestly. There's so much room for us to grow, and so my day-to-day is not the same, but the whole connecting thread is like we wait, I wake up every day thinking about how do we take the magic of this amazing brand that is Taco Bell and take it outside of U.S. borders. And so... One day I could be talking to the UK about, you know, a new store opening. The next day it's how do we educate people around tacos in India. But I think the connective thread really is about taking the strategy of this amazing brand and localizing it into culture around the world. So we talk about the cultural rebel. Yeah. So when you go to parts of Asia, parts of Central America, parts of Europe, is there a cultural (laughs) rebel in every market? Yes, of course. You know, I think... We like to say this, but cultural rebel is a mindset, not a persona. So it's mm. not a specific person, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same mm-hmm. for the U.S. So regardless of whether in Central America or whether you're in China, um, the feeling is the same, even if the execution looks a little bit different. So I love that because it's something we can all rally around. We all have that sort of rebellious, right. pioneering spirit. So Taylor, you, um, when I first got here, you took the job that Amy has today. That's right. You did that for a couple of years, and now you've, you're in the United States. And Amy's doing it much better for the record, <laughs> but yes. So talk about the size and scale of Taco Bell in the U.S., and what is it to, to be responsible for this brand in this massive market? Yeah, I think it's a mind-bender when people ask, um, because you look at the brand, and it's so youthful and distinctive, and people automatically assume, ah, it's just for, you know, it's for young people. Yeah. And I think the scale of the brand mark to your point I think is really humbling I mean 65% of the country comes to Taco Bell at least once a year just think about that it's It's almost 200 million Americans right Uh, it's 50-50 male female it's across all income demographics and bands (laughs) we would never never identify you as that mark so I think when you when you think about a brand like that and the impact that it has in culture it's equal parts humbling as well as it is exciting on when we move um, and we move and we really believe in something, culture will go with us. And there's something really intoxicating and fun about that. Well, that leads us to the main topic for today, which is this expression, Taco Tuesday. It seems like it's everywhere. People have been (laughs) using it and nobody's ever really said anything. However, there was a trademark uh, on Taco Tuesday. And... You two and a group of people decided, you know, that's not right. We should give Taco Tuesday back to the people. Yeah. So Taylor, start with where did give us a give everyone an sure. over because I'm not sure everybody knows that's listening what exactly happened. Yeah, I mean, um, we've been spending a lot of time over the past couple of years really thinking about the brand soul. 
where do we come from? What do we stand for? What did Glenn have in his mind when he started the brand 62 years ago? Um, and one of the things that we started to think about a lot was, well, what do we exist to do ultimately? And we got to this concept of, hey, I think as a brand, our job is to like feed curiosity for the unconventional. That's what we need to do, okay? Well, what's getting in the way of that? right? Um, what are some things that everyone should own that are bigger than us? And what we took a step back and said, hey, maybe Taco Bell was the first brand to really take Mexican inspired food and make it mainstream. But there are so many people out there, Mark, that do that every day. Mm -hmm. And they can't do that <clears throat> with something that they should be able to do. Or at least with, legally. Or legally, yeah. right. which, is, which is Taco Tuesday. And so for us, when we went back and said, okay, if this is what we believe and what we stand for and how we started, why shouldn't we join hands and do something um, with an as a, as an act of call it constructive rebellion to give something back to something that's bigger than us, which is everybody that sells, makes, and celebrate tacos? And for us, it just didn't sit right with us mm -hmm. that some of these mom and pop brands or local taquerias are getting cease and desist letters, Mark. They can't do mm -hmm. Taco that's Tuesday, great. and this is how they make their their lifeblood. And right. for us, <clears throat> we run a business, yes, but ultimately we stand for you know, getting America excited about something that's different, sparking curiosity, and Taco Tuesday's a vehicle to do that. Um, so we we just said that wasn't right. Amy said it, yep. it wasn't right. We need to give Taco Tuesday back to, back to everyone who sells and makes tacos. So it started with like a little, you know, going deep on our soul, what do we stand for, and what's an act, what's something that we can do um, that really gives something back to taco mm -hmm. culture, and freeing Taco Tuesday was it. So we went through the legal process, <laughs> Okay, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just an so, act. Really. No, it wasn't. So we actually filed a legal petition to release Taco Tuesday. Now, the basis of the, the filing was that really um, Taco Tuesday is pretty generic. And, that's, and that actually speaks to the insight and where it all started from, which is so many people use it, so many people should use it. They should use it without the fear of any type of legal repercussion. So the basis of ours, and a shout out to our legal team who are really yeah. the heroes of this whole thing, yeah. was it's a generic term. Nobody should own it. Um, so we actually filed a petition <coughs> to release the trademark. Um, we published that petition um, in the Washington Post. We put it in the New York Times. We put it on a billboard in L.A. Um, to show everybody that we were serious. Now we did it in the Taco Bell way. We yeah. had a little bit of fun it was with it. Fun. But, it was, a very, but yep. it was a very serious thing. Um, so that was, that, that was the first act. Um, so we put that out there. Um, and we thought it was going to take a couple of years, honestly, Mark, um, for it to actually work yeah. its way through. And um, everybody out there that was holding on to the trademark saw the light. Uh, and three months later, yeah. Taco Tuesday is now free. Yeah, and, and really, Taylor, hats off to everyone that was a part of it yeah. and the legal team. But also hats off to the two individuals that owned the trademark. Because I think when That's they exactly really right. saw that this wasn't going to stop them from using it and it was giving it back. They almost willingly said, yes, I think this is probably a better place for Taco Tuesday to live. I'm glad that you said that, Mark, because I think that was a, a big part of the um, discourse that we had with the other, yeah. the other brands that owned it was right. for them to really understand why we were doing it. Yeah. It wasn't for Taco Bell to own it because we don't believe that anybody should own it. Right. And I think it's a really interesting um, act for us as a brand that actually how do we bring everybody together and celebrate something together versus make something exclusive to only a few a few brands. And um, shout out to those other brands for really hearing yeah. us, understanding it, and ultimately getting getting behind us um, with this thing. Yeah. So, Amy, I'm not sure all the markets have a Taco Tuesday, yeah, right? It's a little bit different. It's a little sure. bit different. So yeah. is there going mm -hmm. to be an impact? Are we going to share this Taco Tuesday phenomenon with the world? Yeah, actually it was – 
amazing that while the U.S. went out to liberate Taco Tuesday, we actually said, you know, this is an awesome occasion for us to build uh, globally because unlike the U.S. where it's a thing, it's not a thing internationally, right? Taco Tuesday is not a thing. But as we go out and say, hey, we have to build Taco Bell internationally, we actually also have to build tacos. Like there are places where the Mexican category isn't all that relevant. And actually leaning into Taco Tuesday as a way for us to teach people when and how to eat a taco was an awesome opportunity for us, actually. So we sort of built on this momentum of, you know, tacos for all and said Taco Tuesday should be so liberated everywhere. And so while the U.S. is liberating, let's go out and educate people on Taco Tuesday and start to actually invite people maybe for the right. first time right. ever to experience Taco Tuesday at a Taco Bell. So yeah, that's it was the, a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And Taylor, we had a little help from a very famous <coughs> person who we actually did. celebrates Taco Tuesday we did. with we his did. family. Talk about that. We did. We did. Uh, Taco's biggest fan, which is LeBron James, yes. actually. Uh, I think what was really special about that partnership, Mark, was why did we reach out to LeBron? And it wasn't because because he is the NBA's all-time leading scorer. It's because he has a natural connection to Taco Bell and Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and the story that we uncovered speaking with him and speaking with people on his team was Taco Tuesday was a big thing for his family during the pandemic. That's how he got his family together. Um, and he also believed that that's something that everybody should celebrate. So I think what was amazing about that was LeBron didn't partner with us as LeBron superstar King right. James, LeBron the family man, LeBron the lover of Taco Tuesday, which is what made, made the partnership so fun and so authentic. Um, and also he happened to be pretty big in some of yeah. our markets around the world too. Yeah, that's actually what allowed us to basically you know, build that awareness internationally because LeBron, not as the sports player, but as this global icon and this lover of Taco Tuesday, we were able to leverage him, you know, around the world and especially in China, actually, because he's such a big, a big icon for everyone in China. So we were able to leverage that there as we start to build that Taco Bell. I mean, if you just think of the last two years, Doja Cat, Dolly Parton, LeBron James, uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <clears throat> uh, Devontae. It, it's yeah. just amazing the different people that are attracted to this Taco Bell brand. Yeah, it's incredible, actually. And but it also reflects who our customers are. Yeah. 100%. Everybody loves Taco Bell. And I think there's a diversity and something magical about how many people love the brand. And that's when we can partner with all of those people like that who actually want to partner with us because they love the brand. Yeah. It's like they reach out to us because they love it so much. There's a true, authentic relationship yeah. back to Taco Bell. With I've never seen a diversity of, of influencers come to a brand like this one. It's really amazing. Yeah, it is. It because is. normally a brand will find influencers and they're all the same because okay. they're going to represent one value or something. We go across from Dolly Parton to Paris Hilton to LeBron James to Pete Day. I mean, it's truly amazing what this brand does. It's because the math is different. And Amy, I'd love your take on it. <clears throat> a lot of other brands partner with people to push their own agenda yeah. as a yes. brand. Like a grab with, at cool. Exactly, right? which is why they all look and feel the same because they want consumers to feel this way about a brand. So I'm going to partner with yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. For us, <clears throat> I think it's, it's actually the other way around. We want to partner with people that genuinely love the brand because for us, we are a brand that is about our fans first and foremost. So yeah. we got to let fans into the brand. So that's why you get such a diverse walk of people that come in. It's a different way to think about it. And I love it because, you know, we named some really big stars, but there's also like icons of tomorrow. So that's what I love about point. Taco Bell is that we don't just pick out people right. who are part of pop culture. We pick out people, these true rebels who are 
starting to seed culture, right? So it'll be icons of tomorrow. And I think later when they become famous, we'll have this authentic partnership with them. And I think that's really the magic of Taco Bell is that we grow together. It's it's not just a grab, like like Taylor mm-hmm. said. It. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, one more question around tacos. We talk a lot about taco culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's <laughs> kind of an internal thing, right? Yeah. And then we have this... When tacos win, we all win. What the hell does that mean? Oh, Taylor, I'll you want to go first? <laughs> I'll leave that to you first. Yeah, we can build off of that. Uh, I think it comes back to as a brand, what do we believe our role in the world? And I'm going to say the world. <clears throat> it's not just in culture, but what do we believe our role in the world is? And we have to humbly recognize that we are pers- part of something bigger than us. Taco culture, which is music, it is food, it is fusion, it is fashion when you think about it, right? We are a part of it. We don't own it. We can fuel it. We can champion it. And so when we think about a phrase like when tacos win, we all win, it's our way of being really clear to consumers really how we see ourselves and what our role is in the world, which is we want everybody that sells and celebrates tacos to win because we believe in the transformative power of hey, tacos and burritos hit a little bit different than a burger. They do. And we want everyone to experience that. And if it's with us, great. If it's with somebody else, great. Um, But I think that's what those two things mean. It's a a way to reorient on on where we sit in the world and honestly what our mission is. It's almost even more important for us internationally too because we, taco culture doesn't, always exist and it's something we have to build and this idea of if everyone's going to champion tacos that's good for all of us right right? and so if we want to go build this category relevance around mexican inspired food then we're happy for everyone to take part in that so this idea of when tacos when we all win is even more important i think actually for us outside we had a campaign and i think you were part of it taylor um couple of years ago I see a taco yeah and it was these visuals of everything you actually see is in the shape of a taco yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's right that's, that's right true. including the moon by the including, way yeah. I was just taco gonna moon. say including the taco moon, moon. Yeah. Taco moon. Yeah. I know. It's, it's big yeah I think that idea and that campaign was really just starting to seed yeah. tacos into everyday exactly. culture and I think we've evolved into this idea of what we say is seeding taco culture or building yeah. a taco world which is even more important for us to find those occasions like Taco yeah. Tuesday and moments for us to actually yeah. start to build the category relevance. Yeah. And so. All right so I want to just pivot now and talk about or have you guys explain something. Um, we were able to, we Taco Bell, were able to um, recruit Sean Tresvant, who is the chief brand officer today and will soon be my replacement in a couple of months away from Nike and, and Jordan. Maybe one of the top 10 brands in the world, yeah. but yet he was willing to come to this brand. Mm-hmm. I have two daughters, both work for, one works for Coke, one works for Blender's Eyewear, two really cool brands. Well, one is probably one of the biggest brands yeah. in the world. Um, and both of them talk about, oh my God, dad, Taco Bell is the coolest brand so you're two very young superstar marketers. What is it like to go home at night and think about the responsibility of guiding? And, and I know there are a bunch of teams and smart people and data and all this yeah. stuff, but yet it falls really in your laps to, to, to be the stewards of this brand and to, to have the responsibility of this is one of the coolest brands in the world. What does that feel like, Amy? Uh, I mean, it's actually, it's, Pretty incredible, honestly. I mentioned this earlier. Like coming to Taco Bell has been an amazing experience as a marketer because this is, I think, one of the best brands in the world. Yeah. 
And so interestingly for me, as we, you know, having worked on the U.S. side and now coming over to international, the opportunity is endless, actually, to think about this amazing brand that, you know, Taylor is shaping and building in the U.S. and say, how do we take the magic of that outside U.S. borders and into other countries is pretty incredible opportunity, right? And I've, I've never felt so inspired and motivated in my life, to be honest. It's, it's a challenge because obviously we're still building it and yeah. growing and there are places that don't even know what a taco is, right. but it's a really, it's a fun opportunity. And so I honestly, I can't think of a better place for me to Beautiful. be in the endless opportunity to build Taco Bell in the world. So. Beautiful. Yeah. I think it's funny, Mark, that you use the word um, responsibility, <clears throat> right? Um, because you said, hey, your question was, you know, how does it feel to be responsible for a brand like this? And for me, it's it's pretty deeply personal. I think the first feeling that you have is a big sense of humility and responsibility because you look after and have a team of really talented people that look after something that means something so deeply to so many people. And <clears throat> that's exciting that's humbling and you feel the responsibility. But I think more, more than anything, you know, for me personally, I think that we as, as the stewards of, mm -hmm. of the brand have a responsibility to inspire people to be cultural rebels just like Taco Bell is. Yeah. And I think for me, that's the deeply personal part of it is the most iconic brands in the world, my personal belief are rebel brands. Why is that? because they inspire people to have courage. They inspire people to be fearless. They inspire people to be authentic. And when you think about it, that is really what Taco Bell stands for. And so for me, you know, I, I take that as my personal mission and I think the brand's the extension of that. So I feel a responsibility for it, but man, it's exciting because there's so, the emotional impact that this brand has on consumers and the fans is, is big. Yeah, as I think about, so for, I spent most of my life in golf. And one of the nicest, the most powerful brands, TaylorMade. But when you look at the, the opportunities for that brand, they're very limited. It's a performance golf equipment brand. So if you have a golfer that's not really about performance, they're not interested in your product. Yep. So it's such a small kind of range of where you can take that brand. This, 65% of Americans at one point during the year eat a Taco Bell, right? So how do you corral the opportunities and how do you how do you pick the opportunities because from my seat they're almost endless and that's not the case with all brands i think it's a fine line to walk um and i think amy has a very different challenge that i know very well on how do you take the brand and put it into and create that cult in more countries which yeah. which amy can speak to um, but i think we have to walk a fine line mark because at one point you're right there's so many different occasions in our category outside of our category things like apparel there are collabs uh, we did a thing with crocs it was like the hottest shoe this summer there's so many different occasions that we can get into within the qsr space um, so i think that's exciting but it's a balance on, but what is authentic to us? Yeah. And that is the line that we walk every day, every which day. is where's the opportunity for growth and to reach more consumers, but what can honestly be authentic to the brand? And sometimes you have things that are really authentic to the brand that are very small, not worth it. Big opportunities, not authentic to the brand, not worth not it. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's what we try to walk all the time is how do you get those two things together? It's so true. Like that idea of just because it's big and on trend doesn't mean that we right. should do it. That's right. If it means nothing for our brand. I even think internationally it's even more important because they can be very swayed by what's happening. And yeah. I think keeping them in, in, in that authentic space is really important. But. So last question before I get to the last question. Yeah. Mm. The last question is very difficult. So, But the second to the last question is 
So where do you see, if you had to go out 10 years from now, where do you see the Taco Bell brand? Hmm. What is it doing? What does it look like? What's what does it feel like? Right. And I, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer here, but just as where, where do you feel like it can go where you would like to see it go and the impact? You want to go first? Names? I mean, mine is such an, you know, for yeah. mine, as I think about, we only have a thousand restaurants. So I hope 10 years from now that we have far more restaurants than we had have in the U.S., right? That no matter where you are in the world, you can experience the magic of the brand of Taco Bell. And, you know, little by little, taco by taco, we sort of build out this taco world. So... I think, you know, I feel like, you know, they say that expression, like standing on the shoulder of giants. Like yeah. I want to learn from what has happened in this incredible brand in the U.S. And hopefully 10 years from now, we can say that we have learned forward and built this outside of the U.S. So Beautiful. hopefully we'll have a world of Taco Bells. Love it. Yeah. That would be great. Hmm. 10 years from now, um, two things. <clears throat> Emotionally, I would love for people to have a deeper connection to the brand. I want us to deepen our relationship with consumers. I think we're just beginning to unpack what the world live must means and what they stand for. And there's so much richness in who we are and what we bring and the impact on culture that we have. Um, so I think that's aspiration number one is yeah. to have a deeper connection with consumers. Um, I also wanna be more present in consumers' lives every day. Yeah. There's so many occasions that we have that we don't plan today that we should. So many occasions that people come to the category for that I think we can create an experience that is not necessarily better, but different. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that's my hope for that. Yeah, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. Okay. Uh, Enough yeah. of the serious stuff that we Okay, have. okay we, let's we, go. We end every uh, uh, podcast with this really tough question, which is what is your favorite go-to item at Taco Bell? So, Amy, you lead. Uh, yeah, for sure it's the breakfast crunch wrap. Wow. Uh, I love you it You so love much. the breakfast crunch I wrap. Do. You, you know do. what? I used to, before, when I wasn't working on Taco Bell, I always said the t Crunchy Taco Supreme because it's like the classic, and I always got that. Yeah. Um, but since I came here and then I worked on breakfast and I started eating the breakfast, it's phenomenal. I, I th honestly think it's one of the best products we have. And I'm just going to pitch a little bit for Taco Bell, Amy. If you're out there and you're driving down the road and you're thinking about your typical breakfast at McDonald's, don't. Don't. Because that crunch wrap is not only better, it's easier. It's easier. It's it's so it's the best product. I swear to you, Absolutely. go try it. It's the best breakfast. That's my product little pitch. Go get go the crunch it. wrap. Talk right. okay. about breakfast is rad. There you go. It's rad. Taylor. Uh, I am a very classic, traditional, like, Taco Bell purist. And you can't just pick one thing, because this is my, like, standard oh, order. Number one. This feels very Taylor. <laughs> you can't just pick one thing. No, you can't. <laughs> Green burrito, grilled extra onions. What? Whoa. Really? Game changer, if Game you haven't changer. tried it. Okay. Uh, well, chicken it. quesadilla, add green sauce, double chicken. I Incredible. brought back the green sauce. You did. You did. You did. My legacy. Green sauce. And a standard crunchy taco. Not Supreme, yeah, not a DLT, a standard crunchy Without taco. Supreme or? No, no, no. Just a regular crunchy taco. Listen, wow. tell the world. You will not regret it if you get all three of those things. Guys, thank you very, very much. What you do for so many people, for franchisees, for consumers, uh, leading this brand around the world and here in the United States. It's truly amazing. So thank you for all you do. Thanks, Thanks for having Mark. us, Mark. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Okay, everyone, for the tens of millions of people in <laughs> attendance today, thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast on the Taco Bell LinkedIn page, or I actually have a LinkedIn page, and we'll see you next time.